Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you know there's someone on the internet, on Twitter, who actually thinks this, it's Christmas, is me? It's Christmas! Tidings of comfort and joy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to number eight of our 12 Rambles of Christmas. It is, of course, our daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we began the football ramble back in 2007. Can it have been that long ago? Yes, it can. We're all very old. How depressing, but let's make the most of it. Time marches on. It does. (laughs) So let's fill it with something. We are all a day closer to the grave. Wow. That's uh, dark for all Christmas, for nothing. It? Tidings of comfort and joy. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. What What's have, number eight, Marcus? What have we number got eight. today? It is Brazil 1, Germany 7, the semi-final, the first semi-final of the 2014 <laughs> World Cup. This mm. is arguably, the. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm going to put this out there. As a singular event... This is arguably the most shocking thing to happen <laughs> since we started the show. Yeah. But in football. Yeah, I, I would go as far as to say that I have ever seen. In, I, in, I, football. I, I, in football. In football, I can't Jim. remember the disbelief that I felt as, as I was watching it. As, as I've, I've never felt that before or since. I, I, I think you're right. Badger, sky in his penalty. That oh, was heartbreaking, That's but it same. wasn't like it was the sense of how he was, my, same, you he, idiot. he was my first love, though. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. You would have taken that particularly hard then. <laughs> yeah, it broke my heart as well. I love yeah. Baggio. Oh, well, the match happened on the eighth of July, two thousand and fourteen, during the World Cup in Brazil at the semi-final stage. <laughs> Is that yeah? <laughs> I'm struggling here. I've got a hangover. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> it was uh, well after the summer of love. Um, the World Cup. This the, the, the 2014 World Cup was the second time Brazil had hosted the tournament, of course, having previously done so in 1950, which ended... That went well. In ign- <laughs> ignominy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Weirdly yeah. went better. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wish that they, they, they couldn't. They wanted to go back to the days of 1950, yeah. Jim, after that. I wouldn't they? go that far. Well, that is, yeah. Because, yeah. because, I mean, we'll talk about the legacy of it and the reaction to it towards the end, I imagine. But I think the way they reacted to it was completely, learned. completely different to the way yeah. it was reacted to in yes. But just, just to put this in some sort of perspective, just in case there's anyone out there who's not fully across the story or whatever and came to football a bit later, they were beaten on their own patch, mm-hmm. 7-1, by a team who, OK, went on to lift the World Cup. But Brazil were favourites for this World mm-hmm. Cup. They had an excellent squad, an excellent mm-hmm. team. And this thing, this type of score, right, I've done the research literally never happens no. in World Cup semi-finals. It has never mm. happened before, not even close. No. Um, the other semi-final, of course, was nil-nil, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, 2010, these are the scores. 2010 in semi-finals, 3-2, 1-0. 2006, 1-0, 2-0. 2 1-0, 1-0. 98, 1-0, 2-1. 82, 2-0, 3 all. You can They're even, always you can close back, games. You can go back further to the, the quarterfinals. Well, I mean, you let's might have to not. Go... <laughs> that was a lot of numbers. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> the, but to, just to pluck one off the top of my head, in knockout stages, I think Spain beat Denmark 5-1 in 86 or something, which was a bit of a wool, you yeah, know. That's incorrect, Marcus, because it's, it's not off the top of your head. It's off your dome piece, which is the yeah. official way of saying yes. it on the ramble. Yeah, ah, yes. Straight off the dome piece. Yes. Well, it's true. And, and in mentioning 1915, in case anybody's um, not sure about that, you know, that was when Uruguay against all the odds beat Brazil in the final match of that tournament which which uh, took World Cup glory away from Brazil and into Uruguay's hands. And, and ahead of that game, Brazil were heavy favourites. The, the press had run headlines that they were already world champions. The victory parade was in place. Now, in 2014, it wasn't that bad. But as you say, Luke, they expected, you know, and that loss against Uruguay had a deep effect on, mm. on, on, the, on the country's psyche as a whole. That, and that's just not football. It, it had a wider uh, uh, yeah. effect. The, 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 a lot of the players involved in that 1950 um uh, debacle, particularly the goalkeeper, was it Barbosa? Barbosa, yeah. He, I don't think he ever really recovered. From well, it. he became like a, a sort national of, pariah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, even his family. Um, I think it might have been his daughter after the the seven one said like this redeems my dad. Wow, like, well, that's how blindly outrageous. <laughs> yeah, well, Brazil. Um, we have one of them. We have like a, a blunder every single World Cup. Yeah, I know. Right? It's <laughs> if we, if we made pariahs out of a goalkeeper when he makes a mistake, is or it, anybody, it, would you would you say it's worse? Is it worse <laughs> losing two one to Iceland or seven one to Germany? The seven one loss. I don't think England have had anything as bad as that. No, I don't honestly, I know. I appreciate it's in a semi final. And uh, you know you're going to face good teams at that point. Uh, but you but know, it, I, was the, it was the manner of absolutely. it. Absolutely, it? it was humiliation. It's the biggest humiliation, of, you know, international football. I think I can I can imagine mm. that, the, the that thing, I've seen. The only single game I could think of that comes anywhere near to this. Um, and I'm sure Germany I'm won England five. No, it was no, 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 no. <laughs> it was was that Barcelona comeback against PSG in the Champions League? That was in terms of like a yeah. shock, a shocking thing. But that doesn't even register mm. on the Richter yeah, scale. The thing is, though, PSG um, emerged. With some credit at some point in the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. True. Like, Marcus, do you, do you think that you've got a good memory for this type of thing? Do you think there was anything looking back on it to suggest this was possible? Uh, well, I, I, I thought Germany, I actually said to a friend of mine before the game, I said, I think Germany could win 3 0 here tonight or something. Right. I thought, and, I'm, and, and, and I know one, uh, one or two others thought that Germany were going to win mm. and, and reasonably comfortably. But we, we will come to that, though, in, in the build up to the game. Um, uh, Brazil, you know, obviously won their first World Cup in 58, 62, 70. Quite a bit of a gap um, between 70 and 94. But they lastly won it in 2002 um, before this tournament. And, and in every tournament, they always had a special player, which Pele in 58, less so in 62, but definitely in 70, 94, it was Romario, in 2002, it was Ronaldo. Um, 
when they hosted the Cup in 2014, they'd gone 12 years without winning it, which is a long time for, for a side that always expect to win it. Yeah. And this time they were hosts, and their main man was Neymar. And they had a, a good team. You What's look happened at some, to him now, eh? Well, he's not done anything. <laughs> but there was Danny Alves, Thiago Silva, David Luiz, Marcelo, Maicon, Fernandinho, mm. Willian, Oscar. They had decent players in that side. Um, and, and then most of their players played for top European sides. And they'd even brought back big Phil Scolari. Yeah. yeah, a couple of years before the tournament, because they they tried to uh, bring in Mano Menezes uh, to take the side mm. into World Cup glory. That failed, and then they brought back Dunga, yeah, yeah. as well, which was it's a strange weird one. one. Because going into the game, they were in form as well. That was that was what was so sort of surprising about it. Sorry, if, let me correct you. They, 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 he took over from Dunga after yeah. 2010 because they right. brought in Dunga for 2010 World Cup. Sorry, just to, to, yeah. to clarify yeah, that. That's that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, so it, 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 I know they were missing Neymar. Obviously, and they were missing Thiago Silva, which is arguably a mm. much bigger loss because at the time he was one of the best defenders in the world. But mm. still, you know. I don't think you can rationalise this in no. terms of players missing. Though I think I think their psyche was hugely affected by Neymar becoming injured, which Marcus mm. will mention. But they they opened the tournament with a fairly handy win, did they not? Against Croatia, Croatia scored first. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, but they got going. Mm. And then they were the better side. And then they, they, they drew 0-0 with Mexico, but then they were back at the races, winning against Cameroon 4-1. Neymar getting another brace. Even Big Fred scored. Yeah. Yes. Do we remember Big Fred? We, we do. do remember Big Fred. The guy who's going to kill a line a day to get <laughs> the <laughs> That's right, yeah. But he enjoyed his uh, time at national level, didn't he? Uh, yeah, up he, until he a, a very distinctive oh. point. <laughs> this is semi-final he played in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, we should cover that some point. Well, he was, he was actually victimised. I mm. remember t- Tim Vickery, who your name always comes up with South American... Um, talk of course as it should mm. do but he said that after that semi-final he said why on earth are you booing Fred I mean I know he's not at a great tournament he only scored one goal <laughs> but of all the people on the pitch to uh, to victim well to victimise Marcus uh, if you look back at the stats from that game it's re- Fred's performance is really interesting because he failed to make a single tackle across even run or interception during the match, and the majority of time in possession of the, of the ball was from restarting at the, at the centre circle. Was. Yeah, so, I it was. I mean, he was just an absolute passenger I, in that game. He was a bit isolated, though, wasn't he? He was a little. <laughs> 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 was a bit of support a de- from David Luiz. There was yeah. practically a demilitarised zone between him and the rest <laughs> of his players. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, they, they qualified, of course, or, or rather progressed through their group in the first round. Then they played Chile, Brazil, to just to set the scene that a little bit. That was a fantastic bit. game. Yeah. Well, it was one Chile were unlucky. They were very unlucky. David Luiz put them up, one up. Alexis Sanchez equalised. The game remained one all, apart from there being a few decent chances, mainly mm. for Brazil. Now, Chile was so close to beating Brazil in the last minute of extra time. Ex-Hearts man, Maurizio Pania, uh, smashed a shot against the crossbar in the dying moments. And Brazil always beat Chile. I was they? really disappointed at the time. I, I really wanted Chile to do the business. Yeah. They did had you? such an exciting team. They did, they did. Yeah, uh, uh, Pania, unfortunately, missed uh, one of the penalties in the shooter. He later had the tattoo of his miss with the words, one centimetre from glory, written on his torso. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Amazing way to own that. Strange yeah. decision. Very strange. I mean, if you regret that, it's not really much going back, is mm. it? Yeah, but isn't it about that? It's about owning that regret. But what happens if you just wake up one morning and think, you know what, I don't want to own this today. <laughs> I want a day off from owning it. I can't. <laughs> you put a shirt on. True, yeah. That Maybe you've got a heart's badge next to it. It's, about yeah, yeah. it's like our national team manager, Stuart Pierce, doing that, uh, doing that advert. Pizza Hut advert. Pizza yeah. Hot, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Mist. Not quite the same. Kept though. Saying but, mist, but, but if you yeah. look at looking back on it, Brazil, if they were to, to be glorious in, in, in on their own patch, 
They were having. To, they were going to have to do it the hard way because after they played Colombia, who they was did. good as well. Yeah, but well, this is my point. It was good that they played Chile and Colombia because Brazil. There's there's no psychological barrier against the barrier against those sides. Very close against Chile, admittedly, but they still won because they, they got still this. They got this through. They're used to playing them and beating exactly. Them. And also Brazil. I mean, you just look at the map of South America, with the exception of Argentina. The, the country dominates the map. Mm. They obviously have dominated again, with the exception of Argentina, the footballing landscape as well. So when they play against these sides, yes, Chile were, were, were a great side back then. And Colombia were very good as well. But there was always that thing that the Brazil were bigger and better boys than they the, yeah. bring 60 odd years of, it's true. of being Brazil. Yeah. Really. And, and, and against Colombia, you know, who were having a fine tournament, as we say, and they'd beaten Uruguay in the second round, uh, and James Rodriguez was, was uh, a, a, among the goals. Um, and they had big Mario Yepes playing in his first World Cup at the age of 38. Always Love worth a mention. And yeah. David Ospina in goal. Yeah. Um, they, they still just weren't good enough. Thiago Silva put Brazil one up. Um, and then got the booking, Jim, as, as you mm. say. But David Luiz, the free kick he scores in that game, mm. it's from so far out, and he side-foots it. The technique yeah. is glorious. His celebration's good as well. Oh, my God, he was so passionate. I mean, mm. that celebration was almost up there with the Italian... Um, yeah, Tardelli. Yeah. Tardelli, you know. I think you see in that celebration and all that, all that stuff as well how Brazil were under more pressure to win a World Cup than yeah. any team has ever been in history. Mm. And any team rightly should be. You know, yeah. it's, it's 1950 casting that shadow and set, you know, yeah. dominating the story of the, of the game in in their country absolutely they must right. have been I mean because you know that you're going to host, host the World Cup for quite a few years before you actually do they have been looking forward to it to such oh an extent my yeah. of all the countries I mean I remember uh, uh, David Beckham saying that when uh, Manchester United went to the Club World Cup, remember when, yeah. the, 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 when they missed out, they didn't he, play in the he FA got Cup. Sent off, didn't yeah. he? he did get sent yeah. off against uh, the Mexican side, Nicasa or something, Nicasa, yeah, something so, yeah. like that. Uh, and, and he said he went down to the Copacabana and there was people playing football. And he, and he, and he said actually quite a nice line, for, especially for Beckham. He said, you know, the, the, um, the heart or something of football maybe in England where yeah. it, the game was created but the soul is definitely in Brazil yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it is true you know, yeah. a, a country so synonymous Turncourt <laughs> <laughs> that's why we didn't get the bid it's, it's still quite Shit arrogant it's quite arrogant of Beckham to refer to England still as the, as the heart well, of he, football he may yeah. not have said he, t- he said the, you know, the home of football there's been a transplant quite a long time ago perhaps quite, <laughs> quite possibly yeah but, but as you said when that goal went in it was like wow here we go it was a blockbuster moment for the country they'd beaten a quite a fancied Colombia yeah. side dark horses for some people of course Hamas Rodriguez was the top scorer at the tournament you know um, and, uh, and, and and they were off but then Neymar got a bad injury at the end of the game and when he was stretched he off back, it was, didn't he? Well, yeah, he, he got a knee in the back it was like something out of a war film when he was stretched off it looked quite damning indeed um, but then, of course, Brazil were up against Germany in the semi and, and I think it's fair right to point out that Neymar, I felt like at the time, was sort of quite targeted, especially by the South mm. American teams who yeah. are canny. They're canny operators. Mm. Chile and Colombia, yeah. they were good sides at the time, but they were also tough. Yeah. I think it was Zuniga, wasn't it, who went into the, into the back of him. Might well have been. And, and hurt his, he, he damaged a vertebra or something. It was a, it was a bad injury. Yeah, there was absolutely no chance of, uh, of, of, of him be, being able to play for the rest of the tournament. And they the rest of the Brazilian players took that very badly. They certainly did. They certainly did. So they were up against Germany in the semi-finals, uh, and Germany hadn't been fantastic themselves, but uh, but they, they, they'd got there. I mean, this is Germany for crying out loud. I mean, they'd beaten 10-man Portugal. Uh, they they drew with Ghana, beat the US. They beat France. Not, not scintillating, but, but efficient. They'd needed extra time against Algeria, but they knocked out a decent French side, as you say, Luke. Uh, strangely, the only previous meeting in the competition uh, or the history of the World Cup between these two teams was in the final of 2002 mm. when, when Brazil won it and, and Ronaldo scored both of those goals. So oddly, you know, this has been lost, but Germany probably had a bit of a revenge mission of their own on their minds. I don't think Germany do revenge, do they? They just, just turn up and win. Oh, no, but quietly it, yeah. and like, you know, they, they'd use that as motivation. Like, Quite okay, possibly. This, 
Let's Quite put possibly. this right. Well, we're going to talk about the game in more depth after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Matarazzi had an arm round to down there. Then they looked at each other. Matarazzi said something. There it is. You can't excuse that. There is no doubt that Matarazzi said snow globe. This little reported that that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. incredibly, we overlooked that. Before we talk about uh, the first semi-final of the World Cup 2014, Luke, you've got something to say, bruv. Yeah, we've chosen the 12 that we're counting down, of course, but we want you to get in touch with your favourite moments since 2007 too, um, because in our final show on Christmas Eve, we're going to choose our, our, our favourite one, and uh, that, that, that winner... Um, we'll win a 55-inch 4K TV from Toshiba. In addition to having that idea, that moment, if you like, um, recorded for you as an extra show in the new year. For everyone, really, not just for you. That would be odd. It'd be like that Wu-Tang album. There's only one of them. Um, <laughs> Toshiba offers you the chance to watch every football match in 4K picture clarity. Thanks to the TV's pinpoint sharp resolution, no detail, flick or kick of the ball will ever be missed. Enjoy 24-7 access to a whole world of online content, including catch-up TV and on-demand services such as Netflix. With this TV, you can also access last week's shows on demand with the Freeview Play. For an authentic audio experience, it also comes with a subwoofer to project that bass sound. Mm. Don't just hear, but feel the roar of the crowd. So, for your chance to win, uh, do email in with your favourite moment from 2007 onwards to show at thefootballramble.com. We've had a load of good suggestions so far. We're mm. not gonna we're gonna keep our powder dry at this yeah. stage. Um, but Pete, if you've got any suggestions to help our listeners out, maybe you should tell us now. Uh, lasagna get. Yeah, good one. That was good, good one. That lasagna gate. Yeah, when Darren Bent scored off a beach ball. Good one. Yeah. Another good one. Uh, Adam Johnson being linked with Real Madrid. No. What? Oh right, okay. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Uh, no, Argentina and the Netherlands. Uh, being settled on a penalty shootout in the 2014 World Cup yeah. semi-final. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was definitely yeah. a takeaway from that tournament. Yeah. 
<laughs> but back to the first semi-final of the 2014 World Cup. The match was played in Belo Horizonte. Uh, Brazil walked out on the pitch with a Neymar 10 shirt held high in tribute to their injured and, player. And I'm not being wise after the event here. But I sh- thought that was gorgeous. I th- th- you I just, guys all remember. We, we thought that was odd, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. thought it was odd. But we've seen worse since, so it doesn't seem as bad well, now. I think it's it's an insight into their mentality again, yeah. isn't mm-hmm. it? How much, the, how much they were placing on Neymar as being the talisman in a tournament they had to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had to win this. Yeah. In the terms of the it was a very, it, and you're right, and, it, and and the game unfolded as it unfolded, but it was a very, very rare and sort of specific set of circumstances which meant this could happen. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't think there's any danger at all that if this tournament had been held in Germany, mm. they'd have, they'd have, they'd have, they'd have they'd they'd Oh, absolutely, you could play that. I know it's a, it's a very cliched thing to say, but you could play that game again a hundred times, and there was no way that the yeah. scoreline would be like that. And you could play a much weakened Brazil side, and it wouldn't mm. happen again. But it was it was such an emotionally charged atmosphere. Yeah, that it was it you know in in, in aviation do they call it the Swiss cheese effect or something yeah. like that? And you know, there's so many just sort of holes appeared and so many things went wrong. Definitely, and it was it was you know the opposite mentality of the German team yes. of how ruthlessly efficient and professional they are that yeah. created that perfect storm. Uh, Müller scored the first goal, didn't he? He did after 11 minutes, and completely it was a unmarked. Terrible goal completely to concede. Completely unmarked from the. There corner. were about four Brazilian players, presumably defenders. Standing at the near post <laughs> doing nothing. I mean, it, it seemed very odd, and, and it was a bit like, oh, how are Brazil going to respond to that? Well, not very well, of course. On 23 minutes, the floodgates opened in a way that we just... It, have never so, seen. Yeah, I, I mean, we've seen, we've seen, you know, Lewandowski scored five goals for Bayern Munich, you know, under, under Pep Guardiola. It's just not the same, is it? You no. know, like we've seen goals go in and, in quick succession, mm. but for that many in such a big game, in such a manner, it was yeah. the manner... It's, it was it was like Brazil. It's it's like uh, I don't know when when you play like you know FIFA or Pro Evo or something like that. When when you kind of switch the level subtly to easy and yeah. everyone just stops playing and you just start. It, it was it was what was really fascinating about that period um, was how similar the goals were. Yes, it, you're they right. almost look like carbon right. copies of each other, yeah. and that added to this sense of unreality. The, of the second, whole thing. third, and fourth, I think, were very similar. I mean, Mirosav Closer it, it was embarrassing. Closer takes the record as well, doesn't he? At yeah, that point? Ronaldo. In, the, the dictionary definition yep. of football insult injuries. They were absolutely. <laughs> I, I think Germany became the team to have scored the most goals at World Cups. They with were that result they, too okay. from Brazil. They right. absolutely pulled their pants down. Yeah. In front of all their own spectators, yes. it was banked them. It was, it was Pete. It was the biggest undressing, if you will. But in, in when the third goal goes in, it's when uh, if you guys remember, Lam comes in down the yeah. right, and he's got loads of space, and, it, and the ball finds its way to Cruz, and and Cruz hits a decent shot, but Cesar essentially just parries it in. Yeah. It's, 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 it's obviously infected him as well. This yes. this, this problem, when, and at that point, the commentator realizes something's up, and, yeah, and the, yeah. the commentator says, um, "This could be embarrassing. Yes. This, this now could be embarrassing." After the fourth goal, he says, um, we get the first shot of the Brazilian fan crying in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> After the fourth. Uh, and, and they stop looking at sexy ladies in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, no, no they're crying sexy We're looking at the crying people now. Yeah. And, and the commentator, I forget who it was, says, uh, Brazil are being humiliated, humbled and taken apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, at 3-0 as well, you can see their legs go to jelly. And it is those, those shots of people in the crowd are actually, uh, they're quite affecting almost. Like looking back mm. on it, you see mm. like they are... 
broken because they're getting thrashed and yeah. there's, there's nothing you can tell there's nothing anyone can do about it Absolutely. at this point and you, you you just knew it was going to keep getting worse and know, Germany are not are not you know sometimes in Italy they, they don't like to hammer teams you know there's a little uh, sort of odd little footballing culture there if you go three or four up then you, you ease off Germany are not like that no now Germany actually spoke at half time to the players and said you know we, we, we can't embarrass them anymore it's easy to say when you're 5-0 up yeah. um, but uh, Germany are not like that and, and, and nor should they be like that because if you think about it if Brazil had sorted themselves out at half time in Germany, Brazil. Fa- yeah. Yeah, Germany would have found themselves say two or three up the game's still on yeah, you they can't. put that game to bed emphatically um, in that first half there's absolutely no doubt about it but you knew as you say Jimmy you could see what was going it was only going to go one way what was fascinating for me as well was that the first time the Brazil fans really expressed any dissatisfaction was at, was at half time and that shows you the sense of shock. But they were all paralysed. They were all exactly. absolutely paralysed with fear. I found it really interesting to see um, Fernandinho being so bad. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, they, because absolutely. you watch him now yeah. and look back to that, he gets caught in possession. It's by Cruz, isn't it, I think, who later goes on to school. Well, it happens more than once, but that particularly is, is by Cruz. There was Cruz, one yeah. straight from, from the kickoff. kickoff. Yeah, yeah. That's the that, one I mean. that one was like, what on a... Because, because you're right, you've got experienced players, you've got good players in that Brazil side who... Surely can see what's happening. All right, stick the ball in the in the corner then, or something. Go, oi, right, you know, but for been back for for the next five minutes, we don't concede. Mm-hmm. We all dig in and all the rest of it. But they were so paralysed by fear. We see England being paralysed by fear against Iceland or whatever it is. But it's not like that. England lose their creativity, right. whereas Brazil lost everything. They, they, it was like they weren't footballers. Yeah, uh, for that for that period, it was like they weren't footballers anymore. Yeah. Completely. I, I was, I, it was more monstrous than when, in the same competition, James Rodriguez got attacked by that big moth. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think no, it was a locust. It, a, it was a grasshopper. Grasshopper, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was... It was a very mothy World Cup, if I remember right. No, that was the Euros. Oh, was that the Euros? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. I forget Don't which one. Don't get your insects wrong. <laughs> Football's mothiest tournaments. You're normally good on wildlife. <laughs> but, the, but the six minutes when Germany scored four was six of the most uncomfortable moments I've ever, minutes I've ever seen in football. Yeah. It was something odd about it that... Sometimes when a team gets hammered, hammered you sort of think, ah, you, you, you have a bit of a chuckle or there's a guilty pleasure in it. Yeah. That was kind of like, I can't, I find it's this hard to watch. Dead. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, pretty much it like is. that. It's, it's, like see, it's like seeing your dad get absolutely battered. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's, it's Brazil. Most, yes. It's the most German thing ever that Schürrle comes on and scores to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a piece of this act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also that Neuer was fuming yeah, to concede. He yeah. was, yeah. And he made some good saves as well because, fascinatingly... He made a um, wonderful save, actually, earlier I think a double save. a double save, yeah. and. Um, Brazil had 18 shots to Germany's 14. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Well, Brazil, in, the, in the second half, actually, Brazil <laughs> came out early on and should have scored. Now, perhaps, you know, maybe they would have got it to 5-2 or something like that. Mm. But they didn't. Like They, they, they really came out and, and tried. And again, Germany just snuffed that. Yeah, picked them yeah. off. Yeah, completely. And, and, and when Schürrle, I was talked about Schürrle getting a couple from the bench, Schürrle's second and Germany's seventh is an amazing goal. Yeah, yeah. it is a goal that yeah. will forever be forgotten about because mm. it sits in this in this crazy story. massive sea of other goals. <laughs> yeah, and it cannot, it can't, it can't be. If, 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 if he scored that in a one-nil win, mm. that would be going down all the compilation videos of best World Cup yeah. goals and everything. But it's lost. Totally. It's absolutely roots right, it off the bar. Yeah, from from the angle as well, it's, yeah. it's an incredible thing to try, and you get the impression that because it felt like something almost supernatural was unfolding, where anything Germany did would work out. Like he, he just well, went for it when when he scores that what is absolutely fascinating if you watch it back is when the seventh goes in mm. the Brazilian fans start applauding yes all the fans Brazilian fans yeah. you hear they them were, start clapping mm, it yeah. oh laying at points to Germany's passes wow imagine that yeah. <laughs> got humour Brazil yeah. had 52% possession yeah that's all you need yep. yeah. not a possession game according Did, to Jose I, I, I watched um, 
just as before we go into to the aftermath of it, I watched um, I watched it back, and then I watched the punditry from the BBC. Yeah, and it's um, Ferdinand Shearer, Shearer, Hansen. and Hanson, and it's actually quite odd. It is at the end of the game. Lineker says um, to to um, to the to the to the panel. He just goes, "It was five nil at half time." So yeah. And then Rio Ferdinand just comes in and starts talking about the making really basic. But it, the atmosphere is very... Yeah. It's almost like a funereal atmosphere. It is. I remember not knowing how to feel. Yeah. Because you want to see a high-scoring game of football. You well, always you, want that. And I was thinking, how, is this going to get worse? Like, can, are Brazil going to rally and we're going to get like the greatest World Cup game ever? Philip Lahm said after the game, Philip Lahm, right, the, his team has just progressed to the final of a World Cup. They haven't won the World Cup since 1990. Hmm. And Philip Lahm said after the match, they didn't celebrate and they felt uneasy during and after the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> although, although it's... <laughs> I absolutely love this. So we're all saying the BBC pundits are not sure, and even the team who won the game, uh, you know, even we felt easy, didn't stop video footage of Diego Maradona singing a song mocking Brazil. I was surfacing <laughs> online. That was right after. while he was a pundit somewhere as well, wasn't it? <laughs> Mark, Mark Chapman of the BBC tells a brilliant story. He tells a story of after that game, he was obviously on the ground working there, and uh, they, they waited. He said the streets were just deserted, yeah. but they had been working all day and they wanted <laughs> yeah. to go and get some food. And uh, he walked into he kept walking into restaurants and no one would serve him and he was like they're taking this a bit hard I mean this is a bit full on what we want to do is have some food he then later worked out that he was going up to them saying can I have a table for seven there's seven of us and they all thought he was taking the piss out of them yeah because he's, right. he's holding his fingers up yeah right? holding yeah. his fingers up yeah yeah exactly sorry I should have made that clear on the radio show shouldn't I holding his fingers up and, and then right. they all thought he was just mocking them oh love Jesus yeah um, David Luiz given an interview in tears after the game. He did his prayer after the game. Yeah, as well. a lot of yeah. players, a lot of the Brazilian players prayed after the game, which mm. is obviously really, really telling. But I mean, he there was a point in the game where he kicks out at Muller as well. You can see. Yeah. I think he epitomises it more than anyone, yeah. like how much they lost their heads because he was just bombing on trying to score, wasn't he? Oh, well, he was trying to be the hero as he was in the previous mm. round. You know, mm. he said, "I just wanted to bring happiness to these people. My people have suffered so much with other things," and he's he's probably in tears, and it's like, oh my goodness, mm. you know. Absolutely incredible! Brazil's biggest defeat since 1920. Um, I mean, that, but that just seems such a silly thing to say. Well, well Tim Vickery, who was being used during the tournament as well, um, said it's unquestionably the biggest humiliation in Brazilian history, football history. Um, and, he, and he starts talking about the Brazilian FA resting on their laurels, and he anticipates that they are going to. I mean, it's going to be just like 1950. But what yeah. actually transpires is that it's more viewed as like a tragicomic farce more yeah, than anything else. Yeah. And, they, and they actually take, Brazilians generally, Brazilian football fans, actually take it quite well. They did, they did yeah. And there's apparently it's a brilliant phrase used whenever Brazilian football authorities or something in Brazilian football goes wrong. The phrase translates to, and Germany scores again. And they, right. they've, almost like they take, they've taken <laughs> like ownership great. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should use that in England as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite worth. Yeah, it would work for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. for most countries. Well, really. And the weird thing is, Brazil then played the Netherlands in the third place playoff, and you thought, okay, rally, give them a little flicker of joy. Beat three nil. Three yeah. nil. Brazil ti- don't lose three nil. Similar type yeah. of performance. Yeah, it, they were still just shell shock. Yeah, yeah. just con- sleepwalking. Brazil conceded fourteen goals in the tournament. That is the most by any single World Cup. Uh, sorry, any team at a, at a World Cup since 1986 and the, and the most by a host nation in history. Yeah. And they racked up more yellow cards in the tournament than any other team, 14. Do, do you know what I find absolutely fascinating about this whole thing, apart from the obvious stuff, is it's a quote from Dante, the, the Brazilian uh, defender who played mm-hmm. in the game. And he said, if, I, if, if it had been in another country, it would have been easier because in Brazil, people quickly forget about respect. They forget about everything you've done. Yeah. 
which is obviously quite a heartfelt thing to say. But what what it what it seems to me like this 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 result did and this and this and this occasion, it almost gave Brazil and Brazilians a really good insightful sense of their own selves mm. of how important they take football mm-hmm. maybe do they even take it too did they take it too seriously yeah, you know, it's given them a good sense of themselves because they've, they've had no choice but to turn their, their view and their gaze inwards on themselves and realise what football means to them and what, what it's all about and mm. I, I think that's a fascinating lesson for them to learn yeah. and, and four years on of course Brazil are now joint favourites for the World Cup yeah. again, mm. and they were the first nation to qualify. Um, and that's the magic of Brazil, right? They're, totally. they're, they're, no one is seriously sitting in this room thinking Brazil haven't got a chance next Yeah, of summer. course not. No one's thinking that. And back on the arse. Yeah, well, Scolari left the position, of course. They brought Dunga back in, incredibly. Mm. Mm. I mean, that was so and strange. Well, you mentioned that's a good, good example of how they've, they've dealt with this quite dealt with this a lot better than they dealt with the 1951 because people were predicting that he would never manage again and he got the Grêmio job about three months after mm. and then he was out to China after yeah. that so he, he, were, he was fine yeah. yeah I mean it was almost it's almost like they're so shell-shocked they were trying to bring him on like in his pomp yeah. shore it up <laughs> yeah yeah, Dunga, yeah. <laughs> um, fortunately for Brazil Argentina lost to Germany in the final because that yeah, I, I think that. I think that would have actually made the whole thing worse yeah. than 1950 yeah, I so cake, I think it? they probably appreciated that Germany having just beat them 7-1 did Done them a favour yeah. if, yeah. if you will they called them the world champions of sympathy afterwards didn't they Germany because they reacted so well well I think, I think Germany's um, graceful sort of style in winning they're great they're very gracious yeah. very yeah. gracious in, in, uh, in, in victory I think that did help Brazil a lot you know again not, not the same could be said about happened, Argentina happened in 1990 when England were knocked out by West Germany yeah. um, and 96 the guys the English players I forget who they were that the England players who were brought in to give drug tests mm-hmm. said that the, the German equivalent drug tested players were absolutely first class in their behaviour they, yeah. they didn't do any celebrating at all they were very um, humble they sat quietly they didn't do any of their celebrating until afterwards yeah. which I, I think it might have been Chris Waddle yeah. was one of them said which they greatly appreciated because it was so gutting for them but I think mm. Germany have got a bit of form yeah. for that Again, despite yeah. what tabloids will not tell you it's said, not though. the same as Argentina you're a 96 though in that's the, true. In that, shootout. that was Andy was it, Muller. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah, but apart Haunts from that, the, that. The, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. It's, it, that's the only little thing. Um, but yes, in 2016, it's worth saying that Brazil won the football at the Olympics in Rio, beating Germany on penalties in the final, with Neymar scoring the winning spot kick. Now that is not big news for for a lot of teams, I grant you. But Brazil, that was the only football tournament that they'd never won. Yeah. So it was nice for them to beat Germany as well. The Neymar get the winning spot. It was in in Brazil. It just restored a, just a tiny bit of yeah. pride. That seven one will live on in the record. It books, certainly though. will. Yeah. It certainly will. My goodness, one one of the most outstanding, possibly the most outstanding game. That since we've been doing the ramble anyway. Absolutely. Um, but thank you very much for listening to uh, number eight of our 12 rambles of Christmas, a daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we began the football ramble back in 2007. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow for number uh, seven and uh, do get your suggestions in to show at thefootballramble.com for a chance to have your moment recorded as a show and to win a bloody massive telly courtesy of Toshiba. Absolutely. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye, Lou. See you tomorrow. Say goodbye, Petey. See you tomorrow. Bye. It's Christmas! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.